Welcome to uh, Feast Restaurant East Greenwich, the uh, home away from home for Pat's podcast. And I am sitting here with Jared Zimmer, otherwise known as the foremost expert on Game of Thrones in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Jared, I would like to take this time to welcome you to the eighth episode of Pat's Podcast. Flattered to be here. Thank you for having me. You should be flattered to be here, and that's the best answer I've had to that question. So we may cut it off 31 seconds. <laughs> that's in, it. We're that's done. It. It's just a promo. Rap. It's, it's a just rap. a sizzle reel. Rap. Jared, uh, just for my many, many listeners, why did I ask you onto the Game of Thrones podcast episode? Well, there's, I can think of two reasons, basically. One, because we talk about Game of Thrones 99% of the time we hang out together. <laughs> Or you're just really lazy and you pick your next door neighbor because I live five feet from you. So I'm going to go with A, but it could be B. It could be B. Oddly enough, we had to walk 200 feet to do it. So, all right, we are, it's now Thursday. The finale is on Sunday. And believe it or not, there has not been a lot of uh, pre-show production with this podcast. So I'm going to surprise you with my first question. Game of Thrones... Comes on Sunday night. Oh yeah, nine o'clock. Oh, you turn on HBO. What is the first thing you see? Oh wow, first just, scene. Just jumping right into it. We're jumping right in. Well, what do I want to see, or what do I think? What do you think you're gonna see? Because I have a very specific answer, which is right. Because all the endings are usually something with our mother of dragons. Like you look at all the seasons, it, you know they end big and they don't really start the same. Really, they start but, and small. It never, it, but it doesn't really start necessarily with the main character either. So if I had to gamble on this, I think they're just going to start right up and tell us where the Night King comes from. Like the first thing you're going to see is like you're not going to know what's going on, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh. This is taking a little wind out of my sails because that is actually the correct answer and you've ruined it now because I was going to correct you and monitor you. That would be cool though, right? Just like, you know, there's no fluff. You want to get right to it right away. Because as far as the Night King goes, somewhat a compelling character, but his one flaw is, who is he? Other than the dude who got stabbed with dragon glass 10,000 years ago. Well, it's funny because, like, it's been a while since we last watched it, obviously, and we all talk about it, and everyone, and everyone talks about it, and says, well, what do you think's going to happen in the end? What's the end prediction? And I always joke with people, I said, Night King wins. You know, he's just, the whole land is going to be frozen, he's going to be sitting in the middle, you know, self-defeat, he's like, what the hell do I do now? I mean, I've killed everyone, death is one, what do I do now? What's my purpose in life? Do you think there's no chance that the Night King comes out on top? I'm not, I wouldn't put my money on that. I would, yeah, that's not going to happen. Right. I think we're going to get. I think. I think it's going to be pretty. You know, north versus south. Come the end of it. I think we're going to. You know, either death wins right away, or we take care of death, and then we got to settle other scores. Wow. I don't know why we're saying we because wow. I'm not really a part of this at all. <laughs> well, you know what I'm. You know what I mean. It's a Jets fan. I'm on the good side. Well, you know, we were talking about that beforehand. Back on the record here, counselor. Okay, 
so you have a very interesting theory about what George R. R. Martin is doing here, and what do you think the Game of Thrones represents? Uh, it's well known that he is a Jets fan, as you just brought up. <laughs> and being one of the three or four Jets fans that lives in New England, in the world, I, oh. in New England, I know pain and I know suffering, and you know. Basically, I'm the Theon Greyjoy of football oh. fans in Rhode Island. So, uh, yeah, so but right. it's interesting that he's a Jet fan and he writes from the perspective of you know pain and like how could that happen and whatnot. There's yeah, how could things get any football worse? Football parallels. Yeah. So, so maybe the Night King will have a butt fumble and or like see, Mark Gasino in 1986 sacking the quarterback 15 seconds after the whistle blows. You know, something like that. You know, something right. new and different. Yes. All right. Uh, here is my next question. Biggest villain on Game of Thrones? There, you know, like, what is a villain? What is a hero in Game of Thrones? That's my favorite part of it. You know, there's, there's no black and white. There's no good and bad. Good people do bad things. Bad people do good things and that sort. But, I mean, you can... Wow, good kind of question there. I got to think know. for a second. I'm quite well, a question. You know, I mean, it's 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 actually simple. I think Cersei. I mean, you know, she's sitting on the throne right now. So, and think of what she's done to get there. She's killed her husband, bombed a religious building with a lot of people inside of it. Doesn't seem to be a really good mother to her children. You know, she's got some flaws and. She's pure evil, but I mean, you know, is she sadistic like Ramsey Bolton and what he did, you know? She doesn't seem to be that much into torture. But she, I mean, you know, like the Queen of Thorns says, she like, couldn't she couldn't possibly ever top her. She couldn't think of things that were worse than her, you know. She's she's you know, she's one of the greatest evil characters of all time, I think. Yes. She is very well written in the books. Uh how do you feel about the books compared to the show? Well, how long has it been since the last book was written? I mean, I got into I it don't late know. and everything, and I haven't read anything. You know, you got the news, Fire and Blood, you got the Night of the Seven Kingdoms, but it's been a while, and I'm not one of those purists anyway. So, like, the books, I love the books, read them both. All the way through, and I, I actually I watched the first season without reading the first book, but then I didn't watch the second season until I read the second book, and I didn't watch the third season until. So I liked reading the books first, but I love how they're different. You know, it's kind of I like to make a lot of music analogies, as you know about me. Like, like Rush. If the, well, that's the only thing that's missing from Game of Thrones. Rush. If there was Rush music, then like you know, throwing some Tom Sawyer on that. Perfect. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. But uh, the books and like the TV show is like a greatest hits of the books. And after they went on past the books, I thought they really stayed true to it, and it was great. And obviously, George told them which way to go, and the, mm-hmm. he gave them the endings and how the books were going to end. But there's no way you could take those books and all those characters and all those plot lines and all the back and forth and the and put it on a TV show. So I thought I think it's been great both ways. If they had stayed faithful to the books, how long would the show have gone on? Oh my god. Seventy three years? Just Arya and 
the hound going through the Riverlands would be a two-season kind of thing. Okay. Now let me. I'm going to say something sort of sacrilegious here as a Game of Thrones fan. And I don't. I don't want to do that. But rewatching the series a second time, Arya in the whole. Uh, uh, however you say her name, I know I'm butchering it. But her in the faceless man thing. Oh, in the books, isn't that so great? It, it's wonderful so in the books, great. and in the show, it just seems. Well, you got to do it quickly. They go through it real quick. And it, it almost makes no sense. Like it's because at one point she's dealing faces off some guy's face like they're a deck of cards, and I, I just don't understand what they're going for there. But that's my own. Thing, you guys so. condense it. Okay. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not one of these people going on the internet as soon as it ends and airing my grievances. As oh, I'm on say. Reddit all day, <laughs> yelling and screaming so, about each episode. But, uh, I, I have a confession to make. I've never seen an episode live, so I'm petrified that on Sunday I'm going to lose my ass. Yeah, because something's going to happen, and I'm going to say, wow, I did not know that was happening. Just breathe deeply. What do you think will be the first major death we suffer in the last season? Oh. And if it's if it's Tommond, I'm going to be very upset. Well, he got away, man. You saw it. He jumped away. He didn't fall off mm. the roof. And they're all walking. He's not dry. He's not dying in that bitch ass dragon attack. He's, no, no, no. He's, he's living for love too. He's got he's got a Brienne waiting oh, for him. So well, you know that the, was really funny. That was a great scene. First murder. First. The first person to go. First big loss. First big loss. That's the hard. I, I can't even. I don't. You know. I don't want to. No. Any, well, I understand, but I think it's going to be Davos Seaworth. I don't know. The Onion I, I, I think finally, uh, who, what's his name, runs out of lives. Uh, I don't know. Jornis Mormont. No. Uh, You're making a giant sword. It's ten o'clock at feast, and we're closing the place down, so I'm forgetting names. Here. Oh no! Now suddenly you might not be the four. Clegane killed him. The Brotherhood. Oh, the Flaming Sword. Yeah. Darer, Darer yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, this is how big of a fan oh, I am. I don't even know. Okay. The, I don't even when you're know saying he the, ran out of lives, the guy who's been a, okay, they keep bringing back. Yeah, how, he's a pretty minor character. It's not going to be anywhere. Where is major. he right now? They're is he all, at Winterfell? No, he was at the he was at the wall with he's at the wall with Tormund right now. I think he's the one right there. He's going to get it right away. And oh, you think Tormund, he bit it with the dragon? Well, or he's about to bite it, and Tormund escapes to Winterfell. Says, oh no, I've seen the dead, uh, you know, that type of thing. Wow, so. maybe you could act in the last episode. That was a pretty. Beric Dondarian. Beric Dondarian. See? Not many people out there who would say my favorite the character. The guy with the patch. The guy Beric Dondarian. Yeah. Um, all right. Who's going to end up on the throne? Well, if you say Bran, I'm going to have to ask you to leave because that is the worst. Well, that was the cool thing about the. the the one preview I saw, there's Cersei drinking the wine on the throne, eyes watery. What does that mean and all that? I don't know. I like the speech about how uh, Daenerys is going to break the wheel and break it all. I think uh, if she makes it through, I don't think I think there will not be a throne afterwards. I think that throne gets smashed. If it's a happy ending and it all ends 
things the way we want with, you know, a nice little song of ice and fire wedding at the end of there. You know, I think they just smash the throne. And she's going to marry her nephew and then live happily ever after. They tend to do that and, you know, well, the yeah. Targaryen dynasty. Yeah, you, you know? read that book. Yeah. All right. So, oh boy, that's all very disturbing. Well, Jon Snow is the, he is the one, right? He's Aegon Targaryen. He's the natural-born son of Rhaegar and Lyanna Stark, man. He's the one that, he's the one that should be on it. That's his throne. All right. And who doesn't want to see that guy with the good hair? Oh, I'm so jealous of that hair. Are you talking about me or are you talking about Jon Snow? No, I'm talking about Jon Snow's hair. Your hair is pretty cool. I can let this grow out. It'll get stringy and long like that. uh, You know, in a perfect world, our man Jon Snow sits on the throne and, you know. They can't can't do that. Somebody's, please. You think Jon Snow dies? You think he dies? I don't don't have a great feeling about him living. After the hundred other times he could have done. I mean, one of them has to die because the show has to make you miserable. Jamie Lannister, do you think he's going to live? Oh, well, you, you know, me and you have talked about this one for a year, so the viewers are, the listeners of your podcast, <laughs> viewers, got some viewers here. I hope no one's watching. I hope no one's watching. Yeah. Well, no, this is, that's, the, if, if it works the way it should work, I mean, he's the Kingslayer, and there's a prophecy. You know, when Cersei went and saw the witch and she I'm told aware. him all the things, you know, I, it's going to be my, you know, if I had to bet the money, Kingslayer is going to become the Queenslayer and kill his sister. Oh, yeah. And his lover. Oh, yeah. He's going to, he's, you know, in the throne room, just like the Mad King. Juxtaposition. Well, I, I, and then I, he can't live without her, so what's he going to do after that? He's going to kill himself? That's what I think is coming down the pipe. He'll go back to that it tower seems, on Winterfell. E- it seems too easy to predict that, though. That seems too easy of a prediction. And I don't understand a circumstance where it would ever come down to him killing her. Because unless they go she's north, she's truly bad and truly they defeat, mad so, and truly evil. So we're assuming they've defi- so defeated if we're doing all the, the final, If we're doing our, if we're doing our, uh, our bracket here, <laughs> if we're doing our Game of Thrones bracket, <laughs> North beats the dead. Okay, yeah. Then it goes they North versus the South in the championship or yep, in the final four. Indiana, you know, sure, you know, sure. So. So, you know, north versus south. So Jamie helps them kill the dead because he's traveling north. And he's now a keep ragged army comes back. And he has to go back to the south and, you know, and try and make things right. Say, you know, the north, save, you know, it just seems too easy to predict that. And even if I'm right, it's going to look really cool. Now, well... All right. The, the other thing that I've read a lot about is Arya assumes his face and then kills Cersei. That's that the way. thing, you know. That's like, you know, are we going to get the Mountain versus the Hound? Are we going to get Arya versus Cersei? Are we going to get all these little matchups that we've like been building and building and building for all these years? Are you? I'm gonna. This is another secret that I have to admit. <laughs> Not excited about the Mountain versus the Hound anymore. Are you nuts? Because, Why are we friends? Because the Mountain is like a zombie now. It's not the Mountain. 
know, it's like Johnny and I are obviously going to come to blows during the softball season, but if it's zombie Johnny who's like lost all memory of me, it just won't have the impetus that normally. All the mountain does, he takes one step and everyone freaks out, like shudders and just, you know. Yeah. You know That's like me and the Johnny fight. And I ever since the tournament for the hand of Ned Stark when no, I, the, the hound bested him and he just got on the knee and the hounds swing that that's the that's that's the that's the Sugar Ray Leonard Thomas Hearns fight that I'm waiting for. If you could call George R. R. Martin right now and protect one character till the end, who would it be? One. Tyrion. Yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah. He's my favorite. He's just the best. All he's right. the uh, he's the one that just keeps He's Westeros's Jeff Dronzak, as I tell everyone. <laughs> I've never, I've never told anyone that. Know, Don't read that. Yeah. This the, isn't recorded. Over the head of the podcast, right there. But no, funny inside. No, the five, no, the five, no, the five people who listen definitely know who Jeff Dronzak is. Guys, but you know, he he keeps you know he he keeps surviving, surviving. He's the least likely guy to survive. He should be well, him or Jon Snow. Who should be dead more? Okay. Who's had more times to be dead? Whether it's Tyrion in the Eyrie or Tyrion in the battle at the end of the first season when he's with the Stone Crows yeah. and all that. Yeah. He, he battled you know, like I would have battled, just get hit in the head and pass out. His journey with Jorah Mormont through the Doom. You know, he's 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 a survivor. As Beyonce there, would say, "There's oh, no way Beyonce into this. How did that happen?" I, <laughs> <laughs> this is well, it's Pat's podcast, and it's usually all about Beyonce. Lots of That's a secondary podcast that I have. <laughs> Uh, is there any way Mormont survives? He's got to die defending Daenerys. That, that like, well, he'll make the ultimate sacrifice, and then she'll kiss him, and he'll die happy. I mean, he's you know he's a little bit older, you know, so he's he's certainly not he's certainly not on the list of survive. You know, All right, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went in a glorious battle of some sort. Yeah, now now you've got to move off of the fantasy realm of Game of Thrones. You've seen the craggly ass actor who plays Jonas Mormont, right? Like he's an older looking guy. Guess his age. I looked it up In last night life? on Wikipedia. Yeah. Was he like two years younger than us? Or <laughs> he's <just> not <laughs> <laughs> We're not exactly young anymore. He's Jeff Dron's accent. <laughs> I'm going to say 61, 62. 57. 57. Dude's been hitting ten the sun year, a ten, bit. 10 years older than us. He's Scottish. And the Scottish people live a hard life. So, all right. Uh, I had other questions for you. Favorite character that you hope lives. Uh, hmm. I have had many debates with many Game of Thrones fans about one character in particular, Varys. Hmm. I am a giant Varys fan. How can you not be? Well, I, I don't know. Ask John Lewis. I mean, I don't want to point out anyone specific. John Lewis. Uh... Varys said in the very beginning of the show, the one thing he cares about is the realm. The realm. Do you think... That's a very poor Varys. I know. <laughs> Keep we, that we, one in we, your back pocket. We are a couple beers into this podcast for the listeners at home. I don't think we are. A couple fruit juices into the podcast. 
what do you think Varys's ultimate role will be? And have you ever realized, until someone pointed it out to you, with a great head of hair and his own podcast and a pretty cool shirt, how scared of magic Varys is? Oh, well, then, because we all know what magic did to Varys. Yeah. Magic made Varys. And yeah. heard the voices. It wasn't so, the fact that he got less of Varys, but, like, the voices. The voices in the flames. I think it's a one-two punch there, but... Do you think? Do you think there's a chance that the Red Woman's presence and Beric the Flaming Sword failure, all of those people may turn Varys against the ultimate goal because they're relying on this black magic? And go. And well, that question was not pre-planned. What's cool about it is, though, not just the main characters with that, but the whole, the whole Lord of the Light, how it stretches through the Eastlands. It's not just those characters. There's, like, though, there's a whole bunch of witches that we've seen. I think we've seen the, other than Melisandre, we've seen the one that came to the temple. To the temple and totally freaked Varys out. That, yeah. was, that was a really great scene. He you know? was not He's like, by the way, fan. I know everything about you. I mean, what can you say to that? Where the woman says, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. That's when I say, I'm going to light myself and on when fire. when Tyrion was with Varys and they had just gotten east and they were just, before Jorah Mormont kidnapped him, yeah, and the that witch was, the, was giving that the was speech the same the woman. Scene. Yeah. That no, was the same. It was the same oh, it was. fight, girl. I think it might have been slap different. fight. No, it was the same woman. It, well, it she said, woman. "I saw you there." Yeah. Okay. When she came to the temple, yeah. I'm not like saying said, that I'm the expert here. This is why we're riffing, man. You know, it's I like a couple blues artists trading licks. Here, we are you know? exactly yeah, like exactly. <laughs> we are not a couple giant dorks probably, talking about Game of Thrones into my thirtieth music analogy in this podcast. You just went rush and then that. So, all right. My greatest well, no, wait, would be wait, a Varys. Wait, I don't mean to interrupt, but with Varys, interrupt away. Like early on, I'm wondering, like, what if, like, what if he's not there for the realm? What if he's there to, like, he's trying to mix it all up and whatnot? Because he doesn't seem to have a stake in the game. He's just doing what he feels. So it would it would be really cool if there was some big usual suspects kind of Kaiser Soze kicker where all of a sudden it was Varys all along. But actually, I don't know. He's he's behind them all. No, no, I like Varys. Do not do that. No, we're not Kaiser Soze. Varys Varys versus Littlefinger for so much of the show. Yeah, we know those were the two. But they were both playing their little. They were trying to steer it their way. And so we know that Littlefinger is definitely the epitome of evil. He greed and... Don't say not evil. He liked liked the Stark women a little too much to be purely evil, even though he gave one of them away. I'm just going to say he threw his wife out the moon. He he married her for the money, let's just say. He married her for the money. After convincing her to kill him. He's evil. He literally started the whole thing. If we can't... if we can't say that Littlefinger was evil, we should stop talking. Because I don't know what you see. Well, Varys, Varys seems to be doing a lot of good things for people, though. Like, he, he helped Tyrion. He's helping Varys, Varys. Varys has, since the start, fought against Littlefinger. Like, that, that that was one of my favorite scenes with the two of them in front of the Iron Throne. And what do you want for the realm? And I want peace. I think Varys is the moral compass of what's going on. Tyrion is the intellectual compass. But I want Varys to prevail, but I don't know what he wants in the end other than Daenerys to win. That's what we shall see, because maybe he just... 
you know, we only got seven episodes left, so you can't really, like, you know, well, all right. is he just a secondary character and they kind of gave up on that? You <laughs> no. know, because I know, because in the beginning, you no, in the beginning, the first two seasons, he's like, he's manipulative, he's really in the middle of the shit and whatnot. Now he's kind of just, but I'm sure, hanging out and giving my good he's consultation. He's of the realm. Okay, now this is all going to tie it up in a bow because. Ooh. We've been 45 minutes on this spot. Not really. I'm just kidding. Well, I think it's that the the purveyors of this establishment want yeah, us we're, to get we're the heck getting, out of here. We're getting the Sandman. Varys hates magic, okay, based on his situation. He is eventually, he does not know at this point what has happened to Jon Snow. This is going to be revealed. And at that point, does Varys turn against Jon Snow? Well, he, no, because he said he, he was the one that got Daenerys and uh, Viserys out of there. He was the one that got the Targaryens out of there. He's beholden to the Targaryens. But, but he he is not trusting of magic at all. He has he cringes every time Melisandre talks to so him. So when Bran tells him, hey, by the way, this guy is the Aegon well, reunited. Again. No, no, when he's come back from the dead. Like, that's a pretty big sort of, like, Jesus moment. And if you're sort of anti-Jesus, and then you find out he came back from the dead, this may not make it... Like, he doesn't like this stuff. So now to learn that the guy... We're going to put him on the throne, and he was brought back from the dead? I think Varys... I think he's going to be bigger in the end than we think, and it may not be in the best way. I could see it, but that's a reach. I, oh, I'm reaching. You're this reaching. is hey, look. I'm trying to. I'm trying to really drum up. You're, you're trying to find some. Yeah. Find so I'm just. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. I, I was Pat Bristol all along. I, that I, dude. I think the whole thing is an allegory for Trump. That's why we're talking about the wall. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't we, we, we almost. We almost made it through the podcast without any reference to real life. I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> I did like your reaction. The fourth you wall. Up your like, oh no. All right, so in six Sundays, we will be looking out across the street that divides us, like the wall. And what will we be thinking? What the fuck do we do now? Is this it? What do I do now? It's over? What do I do now? I've been, I've been living this life for eight, nine years now. That makes me so sad for me. Like, what do I do now? I'm thinking, what are we thinking? What Literally, it just ends, and are we happy? Are we sad? Oh, we're going to be happy, man, because they've done it right all the way through. Like, it's, it's, it's an HBO thing because, and we were talking, you know, I've talked about this with you and other people, like, where The Sopranos started, and even The Sopranos had a little fluff. Like, they had the Tonys in Purgatory, they had Vito's in New Hampshire, you know, Going, you know, uh, I've never seen an episode of The Soprano, uh, so I you like trust, that you trust shake me, your head me, as you say these trust things. Me that. But, but yeah. whether it's The Sopranos or Six Feet Under or The Wire, like you, these shows that last more than one or two seasons, they 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 don't have fluff, man. Every every minute, and that's been the cool thing about the show all the way through. You go back and watch them as I do many 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 <laughs> many times. <laughs> And they're, they're just each one is, you know, the Sopranos invented it. It's just a standalone movie each episode. 
All right. So we got six episodes left and a lot of ground to cover. And I'm saying we again. Why do I keep saying we? I'm not in this show. You are here to fight the wall. I'm not in the show. I want your feeling as to when it ends, you now turn your TV off and go back to real life <laughs> and you gather around the water cooler at the gym the next day and you say, I'm so happy that good prevailed. I'm so sad about the White Walkers marching through King's Landing. What is your gut feeling? I'm just, I think it, you know, I'm, an, I'm not an optimistic person mostly in life and whatnot, but this show is not, and anyone who's gotten into it, what, you know, so many people have watched it from the beginning or got into it just a month ago. You know, yeah. It, it just doesn't disappoint. I don't expect it to disappoint. Whether it's going to be my predictions or the, or the well, arc, what do you, I think. Is it going to be a happy end? What the, we can the, think of as a happy end? No, well, no, because have you been watching? I, I swear to God, I'm going to murder you. Have you been watching? Yes, I, I, I've seen Everyone, one episode. Like, all the favorite characters get their heads okay. cut off. Yes, no, I understand that. But will the general ending of it, is it going to be the White Walkers marching through and killing? No, no, no. Death does not win. Is Cersei going to win? I think once you've got my prediction on that one, I think Cersei and Jamie Lannister go out Romeo and Juliet style with a little bit more incest added. Okay, so now we're losing characters. Oh, we're gonna lose a lot of characters. But who is going to end up? The Starks. No, it can't. It can't be. Why not? They've suffered the most all the way through. If you want a happy ending, I've suffered the, the most through this podcast that, until that, the <laughs> You have to suffer being my next door neighbor enough. This yeah, podcast this is, is not, nothing. Yeah, so. This is suffering. No, what would be really like the happy ending is that John slash Aegon lives. Sansa lives, Arya lives, and Sansa's, Bran lives. Sansa's not Just going. those four. If those four live, it's a happy ending. In the dire wolf situation, just the two dire wolves that are. I left. don't know. That's pretty Arya's cool. That'd be pretty cool because that'd be pretty cool to think in the battle against the dead that all of a sudden Arya's wolf is going to lead a band of wolves. I mean, we should have talked about that. This. Wolf is We're ending. Back. We don't. We don't bring that in at the ending here. The, you know, well, that wolf. You know that's that the thing. There's a lot of things we haven't even thought of that they're going to pop. What out are the at top us. three things that we have not talked about? And we're going to do thirty seconds on Brienne each of Tarth. We have okay. not mentioned her name at all, and I think she's Who does the she baddest. End up with? <laughs> her and Tormund go off or to Jamie. Capri. No, Jamie's dying. She's killing Cersei. That's it. He's a. He's, he's the Queen Slayer. Okay. Jamie Lannister will be the Queen Slayer. Do you think That's Brienne and Jamie will ever kiss? No. Are they in love? Killing. Well, you know, little is she in love with him? Love. Yeah. Is That's he in love with her loves. in a weird no. way? Are you Cersei. sure? Cersei. That's why really? gonna... he has slayed his way through all seven kingdoms, by the way. That joke is gold. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I God. think that may be the way. <laughs> that, that, that's the way we're going to go out there? With drunken stupidity oh, no, oh, no. right there? <laughs> Actually, I think that question is just hilarious. So no, far. but it's really, though, like, like if there is a so-called happy ending in all this, yeah. none of the four Starks die. Because look at what they've each gone through. There is through. no way. I will bet you my glorious head of hair that there is no way all four Starks make it. And I'm assuming... Then it would be Jon Snow, man. The other three are going to make it. Sansa's going through so much. 
Arya's gone through so much. Bran is, you know, let, let me ask at King Keezy's electric cooling acid this. test, for all I know. Let know, me ask you this. If in the battle for Winterfell, like a, an arrow bounced off a uh, battlement and hit Sansa in the head and she died, would you be sad? Like, I just, I, she is not compelling to me other than to be a victim. It's, but it's about the, 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 all that the Stark family is suffering. Look what they... The, that you asked her about a moral compass. They're the moral compass. They've always lived the right way, the old way, the true way. Right. He passes the sentence, swings the sword. Like, if there's any honor or nobility, it's been the Stark family. Everything else around them. And they don't even want to be part of it. But their duty and honor compels them to be the family that's fighting for good against evil. Now, that's the way to end it right there. Yeah, that, that was, that was pretty good right there. Right there it's a way better point than no, my third grade joke. Any way right. it ends, though, I mean, I right. mean what, what's a better show than Game of Thrones? And, like, you know, you got Breaking Bad, you got Sopranos, and that's the argument right there. And, you, you know, you ask me what I'm going to do after it yeah, ends you in promise six weeks. Me, I don't know, man. Just promise, I really don't know. Just promise me there won't be a Sopranos ending. Oh, well, you know, they're making the prequel movie, so maybe that could be a... Uh, since this podcast is going to be so popular, you can bring me back for that one. <laughs> I'm just saying that it can't end that way. There has to be a definitive ending. All right. We shall see. Jared Zimmer, I want to thank you for your time. You are uh, Game of Thrones. All things that I go to on Game of Thrones, I go to you. Uh, I John Lewis, that. screw you and your hatred of Varys. That's a personal message. Jay Burdett, I want that mug. I have a bunch of shout-outs at the end. People I hate. It's like Arya's death list. No. <laughs> Jay Burdett and John, I, I don't hope you guys die. All right, so that is the episode. Thank you.